Available at farmnewsnow.com or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Agriculture through a modern lens. This is the AgriPod with Alice McFarland. On this episode, California Proposition 12 is an initiative that sets new standards for space allowance for raising of animals that produce pork that is sold in that state. Now, it is also raising concerns in Canada because not only will this apply to farmers in California, but to all farmers in North America who sell pork into that state. Manitoba Pork General Manager Cam Dahl says the issue is now being brought to the attention of the Canadian government concerning the impacts of that ballot on the pork sector. Most people are aware of how important agriculture is to the entire Canadian economy, but in fact, Economic Development Regina, Saskatchewan, decided to take that thought a step further and quantify its significance. EDR President and CEO Chris Lane said the report is called Saskatchewan's annual mega-project, Spring Seeding which uses data from a range of sources to understand the impact of the investment and examines the economic factors at play for producers as the crop year progresses. Lane will share the significance of the $11 billion investment made by farmers during the seeding season alone. After the break, Cam Dahl. Digging into the topics that matter to you, the AgriPod with Alice McFarlane. We're talking today about a very important bill, California Proposition 12, that uh, is having an impact on the hog sector in Canada as well. And with me is Manitoba Pork General Manager Cam Dahl. And Cam, let's first of all start with how important it is uh, that there is free movement of uh, animals between Canada and the U.S.? That's a really good question. And so I'll, I'll start with, with Manitoba. Um, we export 90% of what we produce. So 90% of the uh, the 8 million pigs that are, are raised in Manitoba every year are, are exported. So that either is, is as live animals into the U.S. or as pork. So uh, international markets, um, we you know that that is how we earn our our income um, and uh, contribute to to Manitoba's uh, GDP. So it's critically important to to Manitoba producers. Uh, the U.S. is our number one pork market at the moment. You know that sometimes switches between Japan and the U.S. They're very close, uh, but right now the U.S. is is our 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 number one um, number one pork market. Um, and in addition to that, we export three million live pigs a year uh, to to be finished in the United States. So it's a uh, it's a critically important market for for us. Uh, but your your other part of the question is why is it important for U.S. producers? Um, we export three million live pigs a year to be finished, uh, you know, in in Iowa or, or Minnesota, and you know access to uh, to that supply uh, is, is critically important for for the U.S. system as well, and and that just goes to to show that this integrated market, um, you know, the integrated North American market, it's good for everybody. It's it's good for um, Canadian and U.S. producers. Uh, it's good for Canadian and U.S. consumers. And uh, we need to work to ensure that that market is preserved. Maybe just explain to us uh, about what's happening as we describe it as the thickening of the border and what kind of an impact that's having. 
Well, there's there's a couple of a couple of issues that have come up, and and I don't think they started out as trade barriers, but that's that's what's going to happen. One is this Proposition 12 in in uh, California, and the proposition just means it was it was something that was put onto the 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 ballot by concerned citizens. Um, that requires very specific space um, for for raising animals, um, and there's very specific space requirements. And the problem with that is, it's those requirements aren't consistent with other states in the U.S., um, and they're not consistent with with the code of practice. So uh, we have have these requirements for for raising animals in, in California that, you know, really are, are an outlier with uh, the rest of uh, North America. Um, but California went a step further, and uh, they're, they're imposing these requirements not just on animals raised in California, but in all the pork that's sold in, in California. So, of course, that extends to Canada. Again, I'm going back to those three million pigs that are shipped every year. Um, if if the uh, the pork coming out of Iowa destined for California, if if those are are if that pork is including uh, animals that were born in Canada, um, then those isoween producers in in Canada are going to have to prove be able to prove that they're compliant with uh, Proposition 12 as well. Um, the problem with that again gets back to that inconsistency with the uh, the Canadian Code of Practice. Um, and inconsistency in, in other with other states. So uh, I know that there's at least nine other states that are contemplating similar legislation, but the key is is similar. It's not the same. And and so they'll be a little bit different than California, which means that we'll very soon have to be segregating markets by state. Um, and that costs a lot of money. And that uh, that will cost consumers. It will cost Canadian farmers. Um, and it will cost uh, uh, U.S. Uh, producers as well. So, Cam, what needs to happen on Proposition 12, and who needs to be involved? Well, up until now, we've been waiting on the U.S. Supreme Court to rule on, on some aspects of the legislation, and, and they have they have ruled that the, the legislation can, can proceed. So uh, now we really do need to get the Canadian government um, active, uh, much more active on this. We need to, whether it's an appeal at the WTO or uh, challenging the uh, the legislation through the uh, Canada-U.S.-Mexico trade agreement provisions, um, we need to be very assertively pushing back on, on this uh, legislation. We didn't negotiate a trade agreement with 50 states. Uh, we negotiated a trade agreement with the United States. And um, we really need to fight against this fragmentation of, of the North American market uh, because it, it's, you know, this is today it's, it's how much space should, uh, should an animal have as it's uh, being raised um, tomorrow. It might be something else, some other requirement that gets put onto a ballot. And um, we just, you know, it, it will destroy the, the integrated market that, that we all depend upon so much. What, is at stake for consumers in all of this, Cam, and how do consumers need to be involved? Well, that's, again, it's a really good question. And, and uh, you know, this started out from, you know, probably a good place that people just wanted to have assurances that uh, there is proper animal welfare. Um, but it, because it's turning into something that's a trade barrier, you know, both trade within between other states and California 
as well as a trade barrier with Canada, um, it's going to significantly push up um, costs for consumers in the U.S. and in California. It's also going to reduce consumer choice. Um, and that's really not what you want to see if you're a politician right now, given that uh, we're facing some of the, the largest inflationary pressures of, of a generation, especially when it comes to food. And how important is timing in all of this? Well, you know, right now the the hog industry is going through a down cycle, so um, incre- increased pressure is is not going to be helpful. Um, and and at the same time, consumers are are facing this rising rising food inflation. So, uh, why why are are individual jurisdictions putting in place measures that are going to uh, you know increase costs for consumers? It's it's hard to understand. You recently uh, shared an opinion piece on this topic. Uh, where can uh, producers and consumers access it? Well, they, you know, happy to, uh, especially if you're a Manitoba hog farmer, um, you know, get in touch with uh, Manitoba pork either through uh, through email or or give us a call. Happy to respond. And uh, of course, the uh, the piece is available on our on our website. And uh, finally, Cam, is there anything that uh, you wanted to add? Well, I, I think the other thing to add is is that this isn't the Proposition 12 isn't the only measure that is is making it more difficult to trade with the U.S. There are, there are also changes to the way uh, meat is labeled in the U.S. that is is going to discriminate against the Canadian um, Canadian beef and pork, and and so it, it's not just a one one isolated incident. We're seeing this rise of protectionism, um, you know, all across the board on, on, in multiple areas. And what's the latest on country of origin labeling? Right now, um, if, a, if a ham comes from a pig that was raised in the U.S. and processed in the U.S., but happened to be born in Canada, that can carry the, the label of product of the USA. And that policy really acknowledges that we have, you know, common food safety and animal safety and drug safety and, uh, um, you know, animal welfare that are, our laws may not be the same, but they're equivalent. What's being proposed is is to change that um, so that uh, if something carries the product of the U.S., the animal has to be born, raised, processed, and packaged in the United States. And again, back to those three million pigs. If if these, this change goes through, um, I'm concerned that uh, that those three million pigs will face a significant discount when they they cross the border into the U.S. Cam Dahl is the general manager of Manitoba Pork. After the break, Economic Development Regina President and CEO Chris Lane. Digging into the topics that matter to you. The AgriPod with Alice McFarlane. A report from Economic Development Regina says Saskatchewan farmers will invest $11 billion during seeding season alone this year. Chris Lane is the president and CEO of EDR. And Chris, um, let's uh, talk about this report that you've put together uh, assessing the in- impact of seeding on the province and uh, what you were hoping to gain from it. I think everybody knows who has spent some time around here that farming is a pretty big deal, but really to what extent and how big of a deal is it? And so we uh, we thought it was a good time to look at spring seeding specifically. And um, by the time you add up all of the 
cost of putting the crop in the ground for one single year. It's about $11 billion. And it's amazing that that happens every single year. And the other part of this report is is almost what it doesn't cover. And that's the spring seeding is really only the start of the agriculture cycle. So if $11 billion is the investment of putting the crop in the ground, we haven't even talked about what happens when it comes off the crop too. So the scale and scope has been uh, really illuminating to understand how big of a deal this is to the local economy. Now, those 2021 census numbers on agriculture by Statistics Canada showed farms around the greater Regina area alone generated $1.3 billion of revenue and costs of around $923 million. Uh, this just really shows and stresses the importance of agriculture for people also in Regina who are involved in the sector and employed in some manner in agriculture. While the report looks specifically at uh, primary agriculture, um, you know, we, we took a look at the kind of industries that support primary agriculture. And most of those in Saskatchewan are centered right here in Regina. So that's everything from uh, equipment manufacturing, equipment sales, uh, financing, insurance, any number of, of industries related to processing, grain handling, all of the things that are needed to support a global agriculture industry uh, are centered here in Regina. So you know, we like to say that if, if you live in Regina and you're not directly involved in agriculture, well, you probably know someone who is. And so the degrees of separation between a healthy agriculture sector and prosperity in Regina uh, are not very many. Now, let's take a look at some of the costs, including uh, diesel fuel to put in canola, spring wheat and lentils. Some of those stats include the cost of fuel for seeding canola and wheat, estimated in the hundreds of millions of dollars, while the cost of fuel for lentils is around $94 million. We're talking about some very significant numbers here. So it's a massive input cost, and I think you know the global energy picture has a, a big impact on, on what agriculture looks like not only in Saskatchewan, but around the world. It really does start a conversation around, um, you know, are there other options? Are there other fuel sources that are an opportunity for us uh, here in Saskatchewan as we support the agriculture industry? And that's some of the work that EDR is doing also, is is looking at um, renewable diesel uh, or alternative forms of energy that that would be applicable and uh, adoptable on farms. Now, what did your report show with regards to the price outlook for commodities? Well, I think the data that we've looked at would suggest that maybe coming off of, uh, of a high last year, that there's some softening in commodity prices. Uh, there's a long way to go between putting the crop in the ground and actually selling it. So factors, geopolitical stability. We all know about the situation in Ukraine. Um, but there's other factors along the way. There's uh, weather and productivity and yield in other parts of the world with our, some of our competitors is Saskatchewan farmers sell into the global market. So um, it's probably a little bit too early to tell what the end game on commodity prices will be. But we know that coming off a high uh, in the last year that things have already started to soften. But we'll have to see what the rest of the year holds. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts about the report? Really what we were trying to do, and, and hopefully I, this report helps tell that story, is, is just how massive of a mega project spring seeding is for Saskatchewan. I think we make some comparisons in the report around um, that may help people get their their head around just how big it is. And we talk a lot about the massive investment in the Janssen Potash mine. I think it's the world's biggest mine being constructed here in Saskatchewan. And, and spring seeding is the equivalent of doing 1.5 Janssen Potash mines every single year. So 
you know, we have a, we're blessed to have a diversified economy in Saskatchewan, but it's pretty clear from our data and our analysis that agriculture is, uh, remains a significant part of that economy to the tune of $11 billion just for this part of it alone. That full report can be found on the Economic Development Regina website. These are the top agriculture stories for the week of May 29, 2023. The Canadian Cattle Association responded to the announcement that Taiwan was restoring full market access for Canadian beef. CCA President Nathan Finney said it sent a strong signal in the Indo-Pacific region. Last year, Canada exported $13.9 million of beef to Taiwan. Canadian beef is still facing restrictions into the Chinese market going back to an atypical BSE case that was reported by the Canadian government in late 2021. Cereals Canada set up a growing season progress reporting system to provide timely updates on the prairie wheat crop. Director of Market Intelligence and Trade Leif Carlson said international customers want to know how the Canadian wheat crop is progressing. With most wheat acres in Western Canada, the report will provide information to global buyers. Data will be collected from provincial departments of agriculture to provide updates on seeding, crop conditions, quality and harvest for wheat in Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba with bi-weekly updates provided. Statistics Canada released a very large collection of financial data, starting with farm debt. The national total for 2022 was $139 billion, compared to $130 billion the previous year. The report showed Farm Credit Canada is by far the largest farm creditor for Saskatchewan producers. Workers with agriculture experience will receive priority as part of a new category-based selection process for Canada's flagship economic immigration system. Immigration Minister Sean Fraser announced the launch of a category-based selection and priority for the Express Entry System in 2023. As part of the program, invitations can be sent to prospective permanent residents with specific skills, training or language ability. The criteria under the agriculture area includes having at least six months of work experience in the last three years. Specific occupations that are eligible include agricultural service contractors, farm supervisors, horticulture workers and butchers. The first category-based invitations to apply for permanent residency are expected to be sent this summer. The Beef Cattle Research Council announced 12 recipients of $2 million in beef checkoff funds following its 2022-23 call for research proposals. The money is being used to leverage over $4 million in matching funding. Research will take place through the universities of Saskatchewan, Alberta and Guelph, as well as Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada. BCRC is a division of the Canadian Cattle Association and is the national industry-led funding agency for beef, cattle and forage research. A new research chair at the University of Guelph will focus on the people side of agroeconomics. The new chair will be held for five years by Professor Dr. Tonzi Lee with the intention of making agri-food production more efficient and ensure sustainable food production. Lee's field and lab research aims to combine economic theory with the sometimes messy and unpredictable human behavior. She added her work helps improve decision-making by governments, non-governmental organizations, and producer groups. If you like what you've heard, you can rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. 
Tell your friends and make sure to subscribe to AgriPod with Alice McFarlane for more weekly episodes. The AgriPod is produced by Colby Heiss with host and CJVR Agriculture Director Alice McFarlane and is a division of the Jim Patterson Broadcast Group. Available wherever you find your favorite podcast and at farmnewsnow.com.